Welcome to this hour of Talk the Talk. I'm Bill Newman. Buzz Eisenberg is away. Dan Torres, our colleague and contributor and producer, is here with me in the studio. And on this edition of Talk the Talk, I want to begin by inviting you to hear the hearing. Okay, it's a little forced, but it's the best I could do at this time of day. We have with us Max Page, who is the president of the Massachusetts Teachers Association, with us today because I so much want to hear about the testimony he is about to give before the Joint Legislative Ways and Means Committee, the most important uh, committee in the Massachusetts legislature. He will be doing that at Greenfield Community College. The Joint Ways and Means Committee is holding a hearing today at 11 o'clock at Greenfield Community College, and Max Page will be testifying as the president on, on, and on behalf of the Massachusetts Teachers Association, of which, as I've noted, he is the president. Max Page, thanks so much for being with us today. An important hearing. What is the legislature doing here in Western Massachusetts, and what is the purpose of this hearing? Great. Good morning, Bill. Yes, this is this is budget season. Uh, as you know, basically the entire winter and spring and into summer is spent um, around the whole budget process. So, and a key part of that is that the Joint Committee on Ways and Means, that is the House and Senate, joined together their Ways and Means Committees, the group that developed the budget for each of their houses, tours around the state, and they first start with these sort of, I'll call them specialty hearings, hearings on, on, on specific areas of the budget. So today at Greenfield Community College, I'm testifying at the Education and Local Aid hearing. So it's actually not necessarily focused on Western Mass. It's just housed out here so that they show love to all parts of the state. There's going to be an economic development hearing somewhere else. There's transportation will be somewhere else. So they have these around the state. Um, but this is an, obviously an important chance to really lift up the priorities of educators um, in our public schools and colleges to the key people helping to craft the budget in the House and the Senate. The budget is not an ever-expanding pie. It seems to me that there are going to be huge, there will be huge competition for the resources that are available. How do you address that issue when you talk to the legislators and say, we need money for X, Y, and Z in education? Well, I, look, that's that's my job. Uh, you know, I represent 117,000 educators in almost every public school and on every public campus. And, you know, I firmly believe that for for a, building an, a more equal, fair society, for building a strong cultural life, for economic development, you know, education is the foundation stone of this democracy and this commonwealth. And so um, we've had enormous wins over the years. And we, in some ways, what I'm arguing is on the pre-K-12 side, we need to protect what we won through the investment of the Student Opportunity Act and make sure that there are not dramatic cuts as are being threatened in almost every school district in in the state, especially here in Western Mass. And, you know, you, you read about it every day at the Daily Hampshire Gazette. We talk about it here on the radio. There are some real threats in this budget. So I'm going to be making the case why they need to go above and beyond the existing Student Opportunity Act, a major reinvestment in public K-12 education, and make sure we protect the investments we've been making in those schools. That's one part of it. Is there actually a possibility that these budget shortfalls 
uh, for our school systems that we keep hearing about and reading about uh, will be addressed in some significant measure by the legislature in this session? My job is to, and others will be there as well, demanding that they do fix it. And I could come up with solutions to it, but we have to, because in my own town where I grew up here in Amherst, where my kids went to school, where I went to school, they're, they're talking about 25 uh, people, educators being cut out of the middle school and high school, not to mention what may happen to the um, elementary schools in, in the region here. So our, our job is to say, you got to fix it. And there, I can come up with those solutions um, if, if we need to. But we have this state remains enormously wealthy, and we need to do what's needed um, in the budget and through through the rainy day fund or through taxation for progressive taxation that's needed to fix this problem. And one solution, Bill, is is a flaw, frankly, in our Student Opportunity Act. This was the landmark 2019 bill that brought a lot more money into public schools, but they capped how inflation could be encountered. I know this is a little weedy, but it adds up to hundreds of millions of dollars. Basically, they said, no matter how high inflation goes, uh, the most we can increase in one year to the next in Chapter 70, the basic public education funding law, is 4.5%. Well, you all know that inflation was up around eight for a couple of years. And if we don't fix that, that's simply borne by, 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 localities who can raise taxes or just getting rid of educators or not investing in their schools. So that's something that really could be fixed. Out here in Western Mass, rural aid um, and Joe Comerford and Natalie Blay, who you have regularly have on your show, I've been speaking about this. There are unique challenges our rural and small town districts face in terms of busing, in terms of other other budget items. And we supported fully a, a rural aid bill, so they need to increase support for those districts to help Western Mass communities. Those are some of the issues we need to deal with. Are there issues in addition to financial ones that you'll be addressing, or is that the, is, are finances, money, and the lack thereof the focus of this hearing? Yeah, I mean this is this is the budget hearing. So I, you know, I have many. We have many other priorities, but in the in the short time I have to discuss. I will be talking about pre-K-12, and I should, of course, emphasize public higher education and going as far as we can go in advancing the CHERISH Act, which is a blueprint for true debt-free, high-quality public higher education. And this hearing will be held at Greenfield Community College, so it seems especially apt to lift up how, how much we have underfunded uh, public higher ed, although we've been making progress because of our victory on the fair share amendment, the millionaires attack. So I'm going to be making sure that we and urging that they take major steps forward for to fully implement the Cherish Act. Okay, this is an unfair question. Are you optimistic? <clears throat> I um, look, our union um, collaborating with Many other groups, one passage of the fair share amendment, which is generating now this year, they're going to spend 1.3 billion. This was above and beyond anything that was being raised separately. It's going to grow to, I think, close to $2 billion. It's allowing incredible investments. So in some ways, what I'm going to be advocating for is the best uses of those funds. And I think the, the real um, catastrophe in some communities 
um, if if there are, is no fix to the local budget issues, can really motivate people. I mean, the, every representative and every senator has a public school or public college and university in their in their district. They care deeply about making sure those schools um, succeed. So there is there should be pressure on doing whatever is necessary, including. Um, taxation of progressive taxes on on corporations or who may be going off scot-free in order to make sure we don't lose out that we don't go backtrack on the investments we've been making in public schools and colleges so max page president of the massachusetts teachers association i began this segment by saying it's not just talk the talk it's also hear the hearing there is another hearing of very great importance and in the field of education that's happening on Monday. This hearing you're talking about in front of where you'll be testifying in front of the Joint House and Senate Ways and Means Committee about the budget for education this Friday. Monday, there's another very important hearing. You'll be present. Tell us about that. Yes. So um, uh, many know that we gathered, uh, that is the MTA and its allies, gathered 135,000 signatures to put on the ballot in November of 2024 um, a question that would remove the use of the MCAS as a graduation requirement. And the hearing in the State House on that ballot initiative is this Monday. This legislature created a special committee to hear all the ballot questions, because when ballot questions are certified, that is, we gather enough signatures, it actually becomes a bill in the legislature. The legislature could solve the problem. They pass our ballot initiative as written, and there's no ballot initiative. We don't have to have a knockdown, drag out fight um, while we're trying to elect other good people to office in November of 2024. So uh, this is the hearing, March 4th, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. at the State House. I'm really pleased that we've gathered together some of the students and parents and, of course, educators to testify, as well as the National and the National Education Association president, my parent union, the National Education Association president, Becky Pringle, is flying up to testify. This is also a national goal, which is to lessen the punitive impact of high stakes testing and move us towards a better kinds of ways of assessing our students in schools. So one thing I don't understand about the process is this. The, the signatures have been gathered. Uh, if the legislature does nothing, the bill as proposed and as, as endorsed by those signatures appears on the ballot in n this November? This November, correct. Okay. Can the legislature amend it, the bill, and pass a bill that's similar but not exact? And would that uh, mean that the, that the proposal would not be on the ballot? Or do they have to take it as written? So what other there is one other piece, which is we, we will be gathering another 12,000 signatures per the law, per the ballot law um, this April, April to May. So that's another step we have to take, which should be easy. Um, but they can do whatever they want, the legislature. But if they pass something that we don't find acceptable, that is the, you know, the, the committee that's putting forward this ballot initiative, the, the MTA and its allies, we can just we can say, no, I'm sorry, we're going to the ballot anyway. So in other words, um, if there are to be discussions, we will be fully involved and they will say, look, we're ready to pass this. Is this satisfactory to you? And will you drop your ballot initiative? It's up to us 
the people who who gather the signatures to decide whether it's satisfactory or not or or not last question on this max page there has been discussion and we have talked with you for years about mcas and we have focused uh, most recently on the high stakes nature of mcas if you don't pass it you don't get a high school diploma a one of the few states in the union that actually have a law like that, Massachusetts, is this the year? Has this time? Is this issue finally reached a, a a flex point? Absolutely. I mean, the public has been ready for a while, and finally, we went to them and said, "Look, we're going to we're going to bring it back to you on the ballot." <laughs> so, uh, we are confident. We are ready. We have shown ourselves able to win when we put our minds to it, and we in fair share amendment. The charter question a number of years ago, whatever it might be, and this is a top priority for our members. So, uh, you know, we'd be glad to work it out in the legislature and see if they we can come to some agreement. But we um, know that that the, the public is absolutely ready to to do this. Max Prage, president of the Massachusetts Teachers Association, we really appreciate your time and insight this morning. Thank you so very much. Coming up next, Mr. Universe. Breaking news from outer space with Salman Hamid right after this. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. 